Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Brothers and sisters, we are the body of Christ. And it's something that I tend to forget. Not in the sense that uh, we all corporately make up the body of Christ, but that Christ dwells within each and every one of us, and that as you encounter every member of this parish, you're encountering an icon of Christ. You are encountering Christ himself. It's hard to remember this because we so often struggle to reach Christ within ourselves, in prayer. Or in our day-to-day life, it seems that Christ resides somewhere outside of us, somewhere distant, somewhere not close. I also think it's a challenge because when we encounter the body of Christ, when we encounter Christ in each other, it can be very hard sometimes to discern it. Because very often we have faculties or ways of reading people that allow us to obscure that icon, to obscure the presence of Christ. Because it's very easy for us to fall into critique, criticism, judgment, distancing ourselves, complaining, etc. about those that we encounter in the church, much less those outside of the church. But we, brothers and sisters, are the body of Christ, And every one of us stands as an icon to the other as Christ. This morning, Paul, in his epistle of Romans, the first epistle reading that we had this morning, says that everyone among us has been given a gift. And everyone has different gifts. Starting in verse 6 of the 12th chapter of Romans, Having then gifts differing according to the grace that is given to us, let us use them. If prophecy, let us prophesy in proportion to our faith. Or ministry, let us use it in ministering. In teaching, teaching. In exhortation, in giving to give liberally to those who lead, to lead with diligence. And those who show mercy or have the gift of mercy, do it with cheerfulness. It is hard to remember, especially in, I would say, in North America and how we engage with most of the major institutions around us, that when we want food, we very easily go and can buy food. If we want money or a loan. We go to the bank. We tell them what we want and we receive it. If we want to get educated, there's somebody who will take our money and give us a certificate. The church stands as a different kind of institution, as the body of Christ. And it can be very easy for us in that same vein of judgment to recede into the background 
and to not practice the gifts and the things that have been given to us by our Lord God and Savior Jesus Christ. And to then in turn turn to the church and look for it in the same way that we do the banks, the fast food, etc. And then when things don't work the way that we want them to work, say McDonald's, uh, you can always say, I didn't get my hamburger the way that I wanted it, and they will go back and change it for you, or maybe even give you a refund, because the customer is always right. The challenge in the church is that we're not really customers, or we're not really those who come to get something. We come with gifts to offer. We come with ourselves to encounter Christ and to offer up all the gifts that we have for the sake of the body of Christ. This is hard. In some ways, it's very different from the rest of the way that we live our life. But this is what God has done in bringing us together as one body and giving gifts to every single one of us. We look at St. Macrina, who I have placed an icon of in the middle of the church, even though we have multiple commemorations, uh, and St. Macrina is not, I say, the first commemoration or the highest commemoration, but I have a particular devotion and love for St. Macrina, and she stands as a fascinating figure. When we come to the dismissal and we name her St. Macrina, we say the sister of St. Basil, And you might think, so she basically became a saint in relation to her brother because she's the sister of St. Basil. She's the sister of actually at least three saints, Basil being one of them. But St. Macrina did not exercise her gift like Basil the Great, who exercised it in ministry, exhortation, in leading in governance, etc., as a bishop. Or, like her brother St. Gregory of Nyssa, who left us many incredible uh, theological teachings and is named to be one of the father of fathers. St. Macrina is remembered by her brothers, especially for her witness. For St. Macrina was, in some ways, the forerunner. There was already a pious family, But St. Macrina is the one who dedicated her life to Christ before St. Basil or St. Gregory fully got on board. And St. Macrina presents for us an example, though she is not remembered as uh, St. Basil the Great or St. Gregory of Nyssa or maybe St. Peter of Sebastian, her other brother, and the other saints within her family. But she stands out in the writings of Gregory and Basil as a great icon of Christ, one who did not lead in the same way, but who ministered through her prayer, through her presence, through her encouragement and her mercy and cheerfulness giving to her brothers. We are intricately connected together. We are bound together as we take the same bread and the same cup. We are knit together with the same body and blood. And we seek to offer our gifts. 
that those times that we may have dwelt in reserving our gifts to ourselves, or being around the outskirts instead of coming fully into the depth of service in the church, it is time for us to do that, to seek the ways that we may prophesy, that we may minister, that we may teach, exhort, give, lead, and show mercy. And we could go on with the gifts that God has given to us. Brothers and sisters, let us, through the prayers of St. Macrina and of all the saints, look to become, as Paul says, a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God, that we're not conformed to the world that is around us, but we're transformed by the renewing of our mind through repentance and through the exercise of giving of the gifts that God has given to us for the sake of everyone here. Glory to Jesus Christ.